and my man. Thank you to my man. Have you heard yeah, that one? Yeah. <laughs> so I just did a video on it, and I was like, I am man. <laughs> yeah. I am the man. I'm the person who is dropping dollars for the diamonds and taking myself out to dinner. Yeah. I'm doing all the things. Hello, and welcome to Big Girls Gone Wild. We're your hosts, Kat and Anne. We're creatives, curvy girls, and your big sisters on the internet. On Big Girls Gone Wild, we talk about life, love, and living confidently. We hope you love this episode, so let's get wild. Good morning, Baltimore. Good morning, sunshine. (laughs) The world says hello. All right. Welcome Welcome back. back. (laughs) We uh, we just talked about our need to record first thing in the morning, and we are... Doing it. We're so. very energized. I feel yeah. energized. I've only had two sips of coffee so far because I can't make coffee at home since oh, I don't have access to water in my that's kitchen. Right. I uh so I went to Starbucks before I came over. What are you drinking? I am just, you know, turning into my mother over here and <laughs> drinking a grande pikes with extra heavy whipping cream in it. Okay, all right. I respect that. It's like a very pure order, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. Just yeah. a classic cup of coffee. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've had my iced latte, but I don't feel like it was quite there. I'm going to have to add a cold brew into the mix here before not too long, but mm-hmm. I am feeling 80% energized. Okay. Yeah. I woke up late today, so I didn't get up until 7 a.m., which is later than I normally get up. Yeah. And I woke up to your text message saying, are we starting at 8? <laughs> I was like, didn't we do 8.30? <laughs> and then I showed up early, which... yeah. I feel like in the morning, I always show up early, but at night, I'm like, (laughs) late. Good to know. All right. For planning purposes. So uh, so tell me what your weekend's been like. Give us a little update. I had the best weekend ever. That's awesome. It was so fun. I got to hang out with one of my really good friends, Elle, which we've mentioned on the podcast before. We just had so much fun. We went and spent the entire day at the pool with each other, Mm. and it felt so good just to be out in a swimsuit, in my bikini. We played mermaids. We fully got in the water. And in the two years that she's lived there, she said she never actually got in the pool. Wait, she what? She never dipped her toes in. She's from Florida, so she's like used to really warm, hot oh. water. And this gotcha. water is not hot. I mean, it's not cold, cold. Like, I've definitely swam in much, much colder water. Right. Uh, but yeah, she's never really been a big <laughs> get in the pool girly here because it's been too cold for her. That's funny. Um, What bikini did you select? Ugh, the cutest one ever. Okay, I looked like I was supposed to be at a resort in Cozumel. <laughs> Like, I was so overdressed. But, I mean, that's my MO everywhere I go here. Right. And I wore a not new, but new t- first time wearing bikini. And that was from Eloquy, which is so sexy and cute. Let me show it to you because it was just amazing. It's like a one-shouldered mesh dark chocolate swimsuit and then the bottom or bikini the bottom is actually like a skirt essentially so it still has the bottoms on it but then it has this really sexy ruched mesh asymmetrical skirt that goes over the top of it and it's all attached to each other okay all right i loved it because it was still super sexy but it also was like a little more tasteful Okay. I usually am like ass out, cheeks out, like full body (laughs) out. And this was a little more full coverage for me. Nice. Which I don't think everybody would necessarily consider this a full coverage swimsuit. But for me, it definitely was. Nice. And I loved it. Oh, my God. 
I love chocolate brown as a color in general, so I like the the concept. I have a couple chocolate brown swimsuits, and they are super fun. Oh, you know, I think I've seen you in that yeah, on, I, on your TikTok yes, or something. Yes, when I got all of the things yeah. from Eloquy in, because yeah, I ordered cute. a bunch of swimsuits at the time, it um, was my absolute favorite of everything I tried. Nice. Yeah, I might need to purchase a smaller size in the top, mm. but um, I love it. That's awesome. I feel like you're a little baby dolphin, and so having a water day is, like, very good for you. Yes. We did handstands and swam back and forth. Like, <laughs> it was a like full-on mermaids, like, playing in the pool day. And I think oh, all my. the other adults were looking at us like we were nuts, but I didn't give a fuck. I had so much fun. Good. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Did you go out to eat at all in Denver? Or? No. She lives right above a Whole Foods, so we just stopped in Whole Foods and got some wraps i had a chicken tie wrap that was really yummy hmm. and we just had some snacks and drink some beverages would you say you had girl dinner girl dinner girl girl dinner <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it was definitely yeah. girl dinner vibes nice. i love that i love that okay yeah. all right well for me yesterday was a little bit of a, a work day which was fine because you know when you start piling up things and you start to feel overwhelmed sometimes the only way out is just like do shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did with most of my day. But my husband really wanted to watch a movie at night. So we queued up the imitation game, which came out a few years ago, but we never actually saw it. And we both are interested in it. But I had put off watching it for quite a while because I assumed correctly that it would be kind of an emotional watch. Mm. So that's what we did last night. And it was indeed a pretty emotional movie for both of us. It's a biography of the life of Alan Turing, who was the guy who uh, broke the Nazi code in World War II and basically invented computers. So yeah, he was a British mathematician. He was autistic. He had what used to be called Asperger's. And he was also gay. And so his life story is very difficult to watch in some ways because it was, you know, the 1940s, 50s. And he was eventually, after World War II, charged with, I believe, indecency as a criminal charge for having sex with men. And uh, the punishment at that time for indecency, well, you had options. I believe they said you can either spend time in prison or you can be chemically castrated, which is like an absolutely horrible thing to do to people. That's fucked up. So he chose the chemical castration. And after a year of being on those drugs at the age of 41, committed suicide. Oh. So he had a very difficult life, unfortunately, and was also a genius who helped defeat the Nazis uh, and gave us computers. So this was a a very talented guy, somebody that my husband has like looked up to for a long time because he actually wrote an entire math class curriculum uh, for his discrete math class, much of which is based on the mathematics that Alan Turing came up with. Wow. Yeah, very, very interesting, very well done. Benedict Cumberbatch plays Alan Turing in the movie, and Kira Knightley plays uh, a friend of his, Joan Clark, um, who he worked with at Bletchley, uh, which was the place where they were working on breaking Nazi codes in England during World War II. Damn. Yeah. That's a deep-ass movie. It was. It was, like, very – it was very emotional to watch. Um, Hard to watch him being bullied, you know, by (laughs) basically everyone around him. 
uh, it seemed like for most of his life and being just very misunderstood and uh, doing so much for people that, that I think many people didn't really even know he did because the British government kept uh, the secret of breaking the code for about 50 years after the war ended. Wow. Yeah, because they didn't want people to know that they knew um, because they felt that that would be more secure, you know, just to keep people from having that information. And so he was never recognized in his lifetime, really, for for his achievements on the war effort. He was a, a recognized academic. So his academic work, you know, has lived on, certainly. He came up with something called the Turing test, which is still how people think about the difference between machines uh, and human beings and trying to sort out whether artificial intelligence is intelligent, whether machines think and stuff like that. So uh, a brilliant mind and kind of a a tortured life, unfortunately. So uh, that was really, it was really interesting to watch, but um, not lighthearted. No, that doesn't sound lighthearted at all. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, we're going to go to Mission Impossible tonight. So we're like balancing out the scales. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, So actually, I was going to tell you, we started listening to a podcast together at one point. We got stuck in traffic coming back from a live show in Denver, and we started listening to How I Built This, Mm. which you recommended to me. Yes, I'm obsessed with that And I really like. Um, And we started listening to the episode about the people who built Roadhouse Cinemas. Mm, Yeah. And I had never been... And then I went to see the Barbie movie at Roadhouse, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so into this. You shitting on, oh, all movie theaters are terrible last yeah. time we talked about movies. No, but <laughs> I think it's because the the other theater that I've been to here, it really is, like, not that good. Really? Yeah. No. But this one was really nice, so I definitely am going back there to see Mission Impossible tonight. Yeah, I love the Roadhouse cinemas. They're so fun. Yeah. I like that you can get waishty shwaishty. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the giant popcorn I mean, bowl. Popcorn. I mean. Yes. And yeah. like you can get like Parmesan put into it and like yeah. all these extra add-ons if you want. Yeah. It's yummy. Also just the seats are huge. Yes. So I'm into that. They're big booty friendly for sure. And they're recliners. Mm-hmm. So pff, yeah. I'm, I'm like, into that. <laughs> I love a good recliner moment. <laughs> I'm the kind of girl who will take a pillow and a blanket with me. <laughs> My brother. Do you really? I've, oh, my God, oh, my God. I've yes. never done that. My brother cracks me up. Because <laughs> the other day, he sent me a Snapchat. He's like, can you believe this? And it was of my mom. She's, like, got a baseball cap on. She has a pillow behind her head. And she's wrapped in a blanket. And they're in the movie theaters. Oh and I'm like, I am my mother. <laughs> He's like, "What? who brings all this shit to the movies? It's like, well, I do the same thing. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Yes. I like to get cozy. Well, that's fair. I love I love a cozy moment and we have noted that today it feels like fall outside. Yes, it does. So I am ready to go hard with fall content. Yeah, it's feeling real <laughs> fall outside. I was telling Anne when I was driving in, there were leaves like whirling in the wind as I was driving down the roads and it's got like that crisp little chill mm. to the Mm. air and then of course i get to your door and you've already got like spooky shit on the door (laughs) i sure do (laughs) i'm ready i'm ready spooky bitches club Mm -hmm. you are a big spooky bitches girl and you're wearing like this super cozy cardigan cardigan. i'm not a cardigan girly but i really like that one i like the color thank you i got it last year and i've just worn the hell out of it yeah it's like this really pretty baby blue Mm -hmm. color it looks 
like a afghan like you're wearing an afghan yeah it's kind of like a crocheted Mm -hmm. situation it's top shop so i was going to ask you something related to mission impossible and this is a very important question i don't think that our listeners can live without knowing the answer (laughs) and the question is this do you find tom cruise attractive Ooh, you know i don't think so really yeah really he's too short for me okay Okay, I think the same thing. He is very short, but like, let's set that aside. Let's set height aside. Okay. Height aside, I'd fuck him. (laughs) Yeah, he's totally hot. Okay. I just, I'm pointing this out because I do think that people like forget because he's so crazy in real life, obviously. Like, he's gone deep into the the religion we will not mention because they're apparently very litigious, but like, he, he's, He's a eccentric guy at best. Let's just leave it there. However, he's hot. Like, let's be honest. That man is uh, a little long in the tooth these days. Like, he's getting older. He still looks damn good. Yeah. And he does all his own stunts, apparently. Mm -hmm. Like, he seems like a really intense, weird guy, but it's kind of attractive. See, I think, like, okay, looks alone, I might have sex with him, but... Like, personality and, like, his overall vibe, no. that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. he's he's not it for me. But you know who is it for me? Who? I can never remember his name, and I feel like I've mentioned him before. Um, he is the very beautiful, like, mocha latte-skinned mixed man with yes. beautiful blue-green eyes. I know exactly who you're talking about, because it's Jesse Williams, and now he's on Only Murders I in the Building. I was literally just going to say that. I was like, <laughs> murders i saw him on the first episode yeah. of season three is it season three now or four three three yeah uh which are you watching it yes but i'm not caught up okay so i watched the first episode okay so i've not. watched the first two episodes yeah so good and i'm obsessed with him and i'm so happy that he i'm like hoping so from the first episode it didn't seem like he had like the biggest plot line but i'm like he okay, should, he's though. got to have more right. screen time like he's too he's too much of a big actor too, too big to yeah. not have a lot of screen time so i'm hoping in future episodes i'm gonna see more of him because he's i think my so favorite. well i have a theory about why he's on i do too what's your theory do you want to say it sure let's say it what if we're right and we like i think he's gonna be selena's love interest oh i was gonna say i think he's gonna be the person that murdered uh the person that is the murder suspect oh Okay. All right. Different theories. We'll have to see how well, this plays out. Well, especially like in episode one when he's like, "You'll you won't see me. You won't. I'm not going to talk, but you'll you'll see me around." And so I think like that mysterious element to him, which mm. definitely True. feels like a person that Selena would date because she right. likes the mystery people. Yeah. But like he just kind of gives me that vibe, like, oh, he could have been the murderer. So true. It's like a it's like a clue party. I know. Who done it? Um, Okay, well, that leads us perfectly into the topic of the day, which is a little relationship update from Kat. Mm -hmm. What's going on? What's the status? Uh, And also just like a talk about dating yourself and what's good. What? How do we do that? What have we done in the past? What do we want to do in the future? Um, So let's get the update first. I I assume we have not managed yet to lure Jesse Williams into the state of Colorado for dating purposes. So given that subpar situation, (laughs) what are you up to these days? I will say, I think he's probably like, if I had to pick a man that would be my dream man, it would probably be him. Yeah. 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 I can see that. That's my vibe. He is objectively gorgeous and not my type. (laughs) 
you know? Like I can, We have very different types. Exactly, exactly. But I respect the choice. I can see, like, why you're into him. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm double-checking his name is what I'm doing you're right correct. now. You're correct. It is Jesse. Isn't Jesse Williams? Is it Williams? Williams? I know it's Jesse. No, it is Jesse Williams. I'm right. Yeah, okay. you are right. Good. You're good with names. I decidedly am not. <laughs> That's okay. So... Anyways. Who's your man currently? Me. Good. I I'm, like the I'm answer. I'm my man. <laughs> Have you heard that TikTok? <laughs> and my man. Thank you to my man. Have you heard yeah, that one? Yeah. <laughs> so I just did a video on it. And I was like, I am man. <laughs> yeah. I am the man. I'm the person who is dropping dollars for the diamonds and taking myself out to dinner. Yeah. I'm doing all the things. <laughs> it reminds me of what Cher said. My mom told me to grow up and marry a rich man. I said, mom, I am the rich man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So how did we get here? What are you? How are you feeling about your current relationship status as being your own man? I feel really good about it. I feel really good about it. And I think it's interesting because I feel like this is the first time in my life where I have actively made the decision to not date at -hmm. all. And this has been a long time coming, I feel. I don't remember the last time that I wasn't going out, trying to meet people, on dating apps, doing these things that were the potential for me to find my person. I deleted every single dating app. Uh-huh. And I think that's the first time like I've fully, truly deleted like all the data, everything from them, like the, all the profiles and just was like, we're just gonna, you know, take a pause from this. Because okay. I feel like I've had them on my phone for I don't even know how many years since they started being popular. Right. And I think I don't think I've ever given myself the time to I've given myself the time to not be with people before or to just like, you know, fuck around and be flirty, but I've never really like truly taken a pause or a break from them where I've actively deleted every single thing off of all the apps. Mm-hmm. And I think that feels very freeing to me in a lot of ways. Mm. And I feel like it's the opportunity for me to really just give myself the time to be in love with myself. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I haven't loved myself before or haven't practiced right. self-love because I definitely am a self-love, selfish kind of babe. <laughs> I love spending time with myself. And I think this has just given me the opportunity to really allow myself to be, allow myself to be spending more time with friends and doing more things that I like for myself. And now that I'm not putting any energy into those apps, I've been doing so much more. That's just for me. And I think that feels really good. And how did you come to the decision to actually delete everything? Honestly, it was after I got ghosted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, because that's a terrible experience to have had. Well, and I also think because I've come to the decision that I no longer want to live in Colorado, I don't feel like there's any point in me putting yeah. any energy into meeting people here that are in romantic relationship regards. Yeah. Because I think it's too much energy. I know I for sure don't want to stay here. And I also know that I'm not really attracted to the kind of person that I keep finding here. Yeah. Not to say that that's every Colorado person, but there is... A very specific type of Colorado mountain man. Like, I moved to Colorado because I was in the corporate world, and now I want to just, like, have an epic pass and go skiing and boarding every day. And, like, I'm this this is not my kind of guy. Yeah. So. I feel that. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So have you thought to yourself about 
how long you might want to take a break for. Is this like until you move somewhere new and then maybe you'll give it another go or are you just going to see how it feels? Well, I for sure know I'm going to be putting the apps back on my phone when I go to Asia. Okay. (laughs) Because Thailand is on your love line. Because Thailand's on my love line and Singapore is full of filthy, rich Asians. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, And it was so funny. So I... (laughs) I got this book that is, it's called The Solo Single Girl's Guide to Traveling or something like that. Okay. And it's specifically for Singapore. Okay. And the entire first chapter is about how you should definitely capitalize on Singapore time and open all the dating apps because it's a (laughs) lot of fun and there's a lot of very successful expats and just like, it's just a good vibe. So I'm actually thinking I'm going to spend more time in Singapore than I was intending. (laughs) Nice. Uh, But yeah, I think for me in particular, aside from that, I don't think I'll be adding any apps back onto my phone until after the new year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you just said that it's giving you more time to do stuff for yourself, more time for friends, more time, I would assume, for your creative projects. Mm -hmm. Um, what, What are some like examples of ways that you've been able to recapture that time? I mean, for sure, like, the reading element is so big for me right now. Mm -hmm. Especially reading fiction. It just reminds me so much of my inner child. Like, Mm. I feel so happy because I'm reading books that I love and enjoy and I'm getting lost in stories. And I think that that's just been really beautiful because I haven't read like this in so, so long. Yeah. So that's been a big one. Just also being creative with art classes and studying more mediums and things like that has been really beautiful for me. And I think that's the whole element of dating yourself, falling back in love with yourself Mm -hmm. is really related to doing things that bring you joy and make you feel happiness. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like, okay, so before this particular break, I think you have dated yourself before. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you like to do when you're trying to cultivate your relationship with yourself? Well, I love to take myself out to dinner. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a big, like, get dressed up, go sit at the bar. And I'm not opposed to being alone. Uh I've always been a person who feels comfortable eating alone. And that is something that I really enjoy doing. And I think for me too, because it's something that I like to do, I love to go and spend like a day in a different city. Mm-hmm. And so this for me is actually something I do in Denver quite a bit where I'll like drive up to Denver, I'll take myself shopping, I'll go to a really fun workout class, I'll eat some really yummy food. And it just feels so good. And it yeah. makes me feel really re-energized. So Give us give us a little itinerary. Like, what's a, a perfect date with yourself day? Mm. Well, I will tell you my favorite date with myself day that I've had in the last couple of years here. I took myself to Denver for the day, and I started the day off at a workout class at this, what is it called? 21, Black 21 Fitness is what it's called. And it's actually a dance fitness class, and they have, like, a DJ there, and it's really loud music, and it's so fun, and it's just, like, such a vibe. So I took myself there and had the best time ever just dancing. And every time I go and do anything that's, like, a dance fitness class or dance-related, it is, like, the most energizing, spiritual feeling that I get. And I just love it so much. It just makes me feel so incredibly happy. And then afterwards, I 
got changed and I walked around. There was like a market that was going on and just walked around and looked at all the little shops and it was just so beautiful. And then I went and had lunch at this Chinese restaurant that I really love in Denver and then I drove home. And I listened to really fun music and podcasts on the drive there and back. And it just made me feel just so good. And it's good to laugh and to feel happiness and just joy for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I still date myself. I mean, I think people associate this with being single. But I, I would say when you're in a relationship, it's just as important because you start thinking about the person you're with a lot. You know, a lot. And you're spending a lot of time with them. And, you know, especially if it's a committed long-term relationship, your identity does become at least partially fused with the other person, right? That's part of being committed is like you're committing to considering someone else and their interests and their time forever. (laughs) (laughs) So it's I think it's just as important to like carve out time to be with yourself because you don't really want to be in a relationship where the Venn diagram becomes just like totally overlapping circles. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's not interesting for anyone involved in the relationship if you have nothing independent going on in your life. If you're not refilling your cup by yourself, you will become bored with yourself, first of all. (laughs) And then second of all, it's not good for your relationship, to be honest. Like, You want to have time alone so that you can come back together and have something to share with them that they don't already know about you. And also, it's good to just, I don't know, I just need alone time. So I think based on personality also, it's very important to me to to do that kind of stuff for myself. What does your ideal solo date look like for yourself? And what do you typically gravitate towards? So I would say actually quite similar to yours, except for instead of a dance class, I would probably go for a hike. Um, I love coffee, so I like to take myself out for a nice coffee. Uh, I like to like <laughs> I like to get all packed up, take all my shit to the coffee shop, you know, like a couple of books, a little journal, my headphones, and I kind of consider it creative time. Like I can listen to a podcast or some music, do a little bit of writing, do a little bit of just brainstorming because it just gets me out of my environment where. I tend to be taking care of things all the time Mm. and just gives me a reason to not do that, but sit down and do something else for usually for my mind. Um, I also really think well when I'm hiking uh, or walking anywhere. So I love solo travel. Like if I can go walk around a city I haven't been in before anonymously, that just like, mm. Mm, delicious. That refills my cup big time. Yeah, so. you've done quite a few solo trips here in Colorado. I love doing solo trips. Yeah, I think it's really freeing, you know, again, just to get out of your daily routine, to get out of your normal environment, especially if you're someone who who wants to be creative and have like a well of creativity. I don't actually know how I would maintain that without taking sort of periodic breaks from what is a very routine existence normally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That sounds so beautiful. I think, uh, what else do I do on my solo dates? So I think they're very different here than they are in bigger cities that I've lived in because for big cities, I really like to go to art museums. Yeah. uh, Because I'm not a visual artist really at all. Um, I, but I enjoy seeing other people's visual art and I feel like going to a new museum exhibit 
I always just, it just is, it's like listening to music you have never heard before, or I don't know, seeing somebody put together an outfit you've like never thought of putting together. It's just like your brain needs that novelty to spark your own creativity, even if it's in a totally different genre. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it's so funny because when I think about, you know, intentionally taking yourself on a solo date, I think a lot of people think you need to leave your house, Yeah, but you totally don't. You can practice solo dating and solo activities at home. And for me, that's also been like, yeah. we, I know we talked about this before, but I've been making friendship bracelets and just like getting so into fun. like the whole creative side of my brain yeah. has really helped me to feel more creative in my daily life and in my work as well. Like I feel this break and not putting brain space into another person in a romantic sense has really helped me to continue to expand in in my career in a different way. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised to hear that, to be honest, because I I think we all have like a limited amount of attention and a well of creativity that can run dry, right? So you can only do so many things at a time and relationships do take up a ton of space. I think like in a long-term relationship, hopefully, I think for, for many people, if you're in a healthy place, the amount of attention you need to put into it like really ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And there should be times where it's ebbing, <laughs> you know, because if it doesn't, like, you you can't really sustain coming up with a bunch of new things professionally and also, like, you know, having a bunch of romantic time with your partner where you're doing something different from what you usually do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's why, for me, this has been so important because I feel like in relationships, I tend to be a person who is extremely giving. And I also sometimes lose myself in relationships. Right. And just as like you mentioned that making sure that you still are doing solo things and doing the things that you love and bring you joy, I feel like for a lot of women, including myself, oftentimes that is the first thing to go. Yeah. You like lose yourself. You no longer have that same sense of self-identity as you did before because you're so entrenched or wrapped in this person and what they're doing. And I feel like I tend to have a little bit of an obsessive personality where like I'm thinking about them all the time and I think the brain space that that takes up for me is exhausting yeah and I think that's also why for me I just don't want to put myself there because that emotional commitment to the vulnerability and then how you feel and then feeling like you're falling in love with a person and that feels crazy to me and it just feels so overwhelming yeah that that's something that I'm still working through in therapy is like how do I how do I approach relationships in a way that isn't in a rush or constantly feeling like the sense of anxiety around it or feeling like, you know, fear of abandonment and all of these things. And I think that, you know, on the flip side of that, the the choice to not date at all can also be a slippery slope because then I'm not willing to open myself up to other people in the future. Right. Uh, I don't think that will necessarily be the case for me, but I do have that same feeling sometimes of like, is this even worth it? Mm. Like, is putting myself out there, is dating people and putting my energy into that even worth it when the outcome has always been something that I don't want? Mm-hmm. I think dating's really hard. Relationships are hard in general, but, like, dating is indeed very difficult. I think when you get really lucky, two people who are adults can communicate clearly, and it's not so messy, but that, I think, is very rare, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I also, you know, I think it's interesting that, like, we're at a point in our culture where you deleting the dating apps is almost like closing a door to dating. Mm -hmm. 
And that's so wild because my, like, my brain is like, but you could just meet somebody out, like, in the world, you know? <laughs> I realize You're funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I realize that this is, like, not how most people meet these. It's not how I met my husband, right, in fairness. Like, I met him through OkCupid. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that, like, there's anything special about meeting people on the fly. But um, it's just interesting that that is – so like the apps have become such a big part of how people are dating these days that we almost like don't even think it's an option to meet people otherwise so Mm -hmm. interesting not in the u.s yeah not in the u.s it's like i think the thing that's challenging especially here is that it's like where are all the single men where did they actually go hang out? New York. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're not here. They're not in like middle America. Yeah. <laughs> and like even when people say, oh, you know, do the activities that you love and you'll you'll meet someone. I'm like, I am not about to strike up a conversation with someone while I'm in the middle of nowhere hiking. Uh, no, no, that's weird. That's yeah. not going to happen. And the activities that I do tend to be more feminine leaning activities I will say, though, I specifically signed up for my pottery class because she showed me the roster and it was four men. <laughs> nice. I was like, okay, we'll see. Like, we'll be open to putting ourselves in a situation right. where there are other men that are around. But, like, that's so rare. That's also a really hard place to meet someone because yeah. it's a solo activity. You're very entrenched in what you're doing. You're looking at your wheel. Like, it's, you know, it's different. I did make a friend for my pottery class before, so yeah. it's not impossible i don't know i mean patrick swayze could show up it could be like a ghost situation though it's a very sexy movie yeah i don't know i mean i will say when i was in la i did talk to some guys at the grocery store at erwan oh my god that's hilarious to me (laughs) erwan just lives in a place in my imagination that's like la la land like it doesn't even feel like it's a real place it it doesn't feel real when you're in it as well (laughs) and then you check out and you're like your bill is $360 and you bought only a small cart of things and you're like oh reality oh my god wow okay who but who's i have questions who's hanging out at erwan who are the men that are hanging out at erwan this feels Uh, like a very girly place to me well okay so if you've seen the tv show insecure i have not okay so it's on my list so they're very like la bro-y like i don't know they weren't my vibe (laughs) that's all i will say are they are they actors or like they aspiring models is that i mean they definitely were fucking hot they were sexy okay but they had a they had a very specific kind of like you know vibe to them fuck boy vibe fuck boy vibe for sure all right Mm -hmm. well yeah so if you're looking for fuck boys go to (laughs) air (laughs) one I mean, you know, at the right moment. But uh, yeah, okay. So like, and then I'm like, I'm on the side of TikTok now where everybody's like, I'm deleting dating apps and using LinkedIn as a way to find the people that I'm looking for. That's so interesting. So it's really funny. It's like high, high stalker level. Oh man. <laughs> so this girl, she will go on LinkedIn and look at all of the people that are like VPs and CEOs in the area and then she will go to the bars or the places where they frequent because she'll find them on like social media or whatever and just like place herself in those situations which i'm like okay well if i was really thinking smartly about this i would learn how to golf and i would get a membership at the broadmoor and then i would meet someone that (laughs) might fit my criteria interesting okay that's interesting i mean i think I think you should learn how to play golf and get a membership just uh, because you're going to be a boss ass 
bitch of your own. Yeah, I do like golfing actually you know? a lot. I actually kind of like it too, but I haven't golfed since high school. Mm-hmm. I haven't golfed in a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe we need to take lessons mm. and just invade the country club. Right. Although some of them here, I don't think are still accepting either one of us as members, to be honest. Mm. Oh. I think they're a little discrimination station. Also very racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sexist, racist, all of it. <laughs> I don't think they want... Yes. Anyways, neither one of us. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Um, anywho, so you said you were not that intimidated by going to dinner by yourself. Mm-hmm. I also am not intimidated by that these days, but I do think that I used to be. Like the first time I did it, I remember feeling kind of like awkward, like mm-hmm. a bit nervous. Um, like what? I don't know. I guess I don't really know what I was nervous about. Like I guess what the server would think or what other people would think. But what tips do you have for people who aren't used to doing solo activities, but they want to start doing them? Well, if you're going to go to a restaurant, my number one tip is to sit at a bar. Okay. Don't sit at a table by yourself. Sit at the bar because it it, it leaves you the opportunity to be open for conversation more than you would if you sat at a table by yourself. Because if you're sitting at the table by yourself, you're going to, you know, have a couple of interactions with your waiter. But if you sit at the bar... The bartender is going to strike up a conversation with you. And whether you decide that you want to continue with that conversation or not is up to you. But every single time that I have gone to dinner by myself, I always choose a bar seat and I have the best time. I like make friends with the bartender or like the guys around me will always start talking to me. Like very often I get drinks paid for, food paid for, my full meal covered, all of those things, which is amazing. But, uh, it's just a really good way to like make yourself a little more open to other people that are also potentially coming in solo. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's true. Like with travel in general, like we talked about this before, I think on a travel episode where it's like, don't be afraid to go places by yourself. Because when you are by yourself, you are automatically other people who are also by themselves will start looking for you mm-hmm. and be like, hi, hi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can talk, you know, what's up? Yep. And you don't have to, but um, it's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah, I would say that if you're looking to socialize and connect with people, then sit at the bar. If you're looking to take a book with you and, you know, listen to a podcast or something along those lines, then sit at a table and get a booth or something along those lines. That's me. You can mm-hmm. find me in the booth at the back. Yeah. I want like a dark booth. <laughs> Well, I also think like, you know, if that's your vibe and you're wanting to go somewhere for dinner and read and, you know, be solo and not engage with other people, I think that's a really great tip too, is to bring a book or bring your headphones and, you know, upload your podcast or whatever. I've taken episodes of TV shows or I've watched YouTube episodes that I'm wanting to catch up on while I'm eating dinner. So it's really kind of up to you in terms of what you like, but just take those things with you. Yeah. Oh, man. I used to do a lot of business travel that was solo. Um, and I I just like it was honestly, sometimes it was a huge pain in the keister. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, this hotel is not that nice. <laughs> I would rather be in my own bed. I don't want to get back on another plane. But simultaneously, like thinking back on all those solo dinners that I had by myself where I would it was just so quiet and then I would go back to my hotel room where I did not have to do anything. I don't know. There was something very luxurious about that, I think. I kind of miss that era mm-hmm. a little bit. Because I, yeah. too, spent, I don't know, four or five years spending about almost half the year traveling Yeah, for work. And I did love it. And yeah, 
I was feeling very nostalgic too about going to conferences lately and just like mm. that whole thing because now that I work in such a solo capacity, it's it's so different than, you know, having that built-in community piece and you know, travel buddies and like people that you know you see all the time when you're on work trips and and things like that. So, yeah. Okay, so what is an upcoming date with yourself that you might be planning or that you are perhaps even just dreaming about something that would be really fun to do on your own? Well, I personally really want to take myself on a weekend trip Okay, somewhere here in Colorado because there are several places that I would like to visit that I have yet to go and explore. You got to do it. And so I think that's probably an upcoming one for me for what, sure. What's one of the places you want to explore? Well, I really want to go to Ure. Okay. I would love to go to Pagosa Springs. Okay. And then I've also never been to Breck. I can't believe you haven't been to Breck. I know. It's really close. I know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Excellent. I have, I think for me, the trip I am most excited about coming up is just to Copenhagen. Mm. Uh, And I am meeting up with people there, but um, I'm flying by myself. God, I love a solo long haul flight. I prefer to fly alone than with people. Yeah, it's very I don't want to have to worry about somebody else's shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely, I have become like a get to the airport early girly. Mm. Like, I don't want to be rushed. I want to be able to get my little Bev. I need to make sure my snacks are in order. I want to have my headphones on. I just, I want it to be the least stressful experience as it can be because flying is like, kind of a shit show mm. in america right now yeah i am not a get to the early get to the airport early kind of girly yeah <laughs> i'm a <laughs> last minute ellie <laughs> i'm like walking on the plane as soon as i get out of tsa oof not for me girl that's okay when we travel together we'll just meet at the airport we'll just mm. i'll see you on the plane it'll be fine she said i'll see you on the plane. <laughs> well now though like when i you know take my asia trip i will be early for sure yeah and i have uh luckily for me because of my credit cards and all that do you stuff, have club access i have club access yeah which i love club access club access is really nice <laughs> i used to have club access but sadly no more again yeah. aforementioned business travel yeah. made it actually worth it to buy it but these days sadly no mm, yeah i get like a certain amount of club access like through t- your card yeah through my yeah. card so yeah. usually especially for big trips and or if like i have really really long layovers then i will 100 percent take advantage of it the long layovers make it pretty clutch mm-hmm. i used to do that in hong kong because i had a lot of hong kong layovers and the club there that i had access to had showers which was huge like being able to refresh yourself after like a 12 13 hour international flight oh my god it was so nice yeah i'm so interested to see how this goes for a 16 hour flight because i don't have any layovers it's just direct wow 16 san francisco to singapore that's a long flight i know you're on what did you decide to buy on united united okay Mm -hmm. yeah i bought on united and i'm hoping fingers crossed that i'm gonna be able to upgrade to first class I, I will keep my fingers crossed for you. Manifesting that, is... that because I would like to lay down the yeah, entire time. That would be nice. <laughs> um, okay. So wrapping up, uh, we're obviously excited to travel solo. That's kind of the the headline here. Um, what's something that you're into this week that's been exciting for you that you're loving? I'm loving okay. a TV show this week. And it is so good. Anything that Mindy Kaling writes mm. is just a banger for me. I love Mindy Kaling. I love Mindy Kaling. I love her humor. I love that she really understands, like, 
just those awkward moments of life. And mm. she just captures them so well on TV. So she came out with a new show that's called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Okay. And it's in, I just finished season two. And season three is going to be airing like in a couple of months. Nice. It's so good. And Isn't it made it? me so incredibly nostalgic for my college life because she captures that weird awkward feeling of coming into your own as a young adult mm. if you go to a college that's a residential college uh-huh and it's all about these four girls who are roommates in their freshman year and they go to essex college and it's so good it's okay. just lighthearted and funny and fun and obviously sex is a big part of it but just that whole dynamic of learning how to live on your own of learning how to take care of yourself of no longer having your parents to tell you, hey, you have to do your homework or all of these things, getting in trouble with authority, all of it. It's just, it's so good. And it just made me think so much about my time at Denison and how much fun I had. And I just relate so much to this show. And it's a very nostalgic show if you went to, if you even lived on campus for a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to <laughs> check it out. Yeah. I've got I've got kind of a long list going of things that I can watch when I'm on my walking pad that I have for my standing desk. So mm. sometimes I need just like a little entertainment. You'll like that. it too because the episodes are all like 30-ish minutes long. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, so I will give one cheer, one jeer, both TV shows. The jeer first <clears throat> goes to season three of The Witcher, which is a fucking disaster. <laughs> now, these people who produced The Witcher had on their hands the potential for a fucking dynasty. Okay? In my opinion, they could have had, like, a Game of Thrones type success mm-hmm. with The Witcher series because everyone thinks that Henry Cavill is the hottest piece of man meat since the beginning of time in this role, okay, the level of thirst for this man is exponential. But they started going, like, massively off the rails because the series is based on a, a book series uh, by a Polish author. And apparently they just completely went off the rails with the storyline and they pissed off Henry Cavill, so he fucking quit. What? Yeah, he was like, I'm not doing this. You're ruining the story. So this was his last season, and they're replacing him with Liam Hemsworth, which everyone is like, no, pass. We're not – we don't want to see this man in this role. Like, sorry, but you are not Henry Cavill. We can't accept. But even even before Henry Cavill has left, unfortunately, they just really, like, botched season three. It was bad. It was tragic because season one was really good, and it was just, like, a bummer. Anyways – a cheer, though, goes out to Michelle Buteau and Survival... What was it? Survival, Survival of the, the Thickest? Thickest? Yeah. Okay, so Kat and I started watching this together. She'd already seen it. That was really fun. I really like Michelle Buteau. It was a very, like... It was a very uplifting show in general. It was, mm-hmm. like... It was real, but it was positive. Like, every, I think all of the main characters' storylines were independently interesting. Um, and it was just... Yeah, it was, it was kind of like a joyful little little show it didn't take too long to watch i also love in that show that she is you know in her 40s and she is going through like this whole relationship turmoil and she kind of starts dating herself too yep and i loved that just like seeing her revive her career and find things that helped her to thrive and you know finding herself outside of her relationship because that is Mm -hmm. something that really happens in that season 
Yeah. Yeah. And she's so funny. She is really funny. So, she, I mean, she was like mourning that they, what was the party that they were having? Was it like a cheese party or like a bacon party or something? Oh, that. they had some like regular couples party that they were holding. And just, it's, the skit is so funny. You have to go watch it. I'm not going to do it justice, but yeah. it is just like kind of a long running joke about how she liked doing this thing with her partner that actually no one else enjoyed. They're like, this shit's disgusting. Please stop it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, okay. Ending on a very positive note, three cheers for Michelle Buteau and also for Mindy Kaling's new show, The Sex Lives of College Girls. We love a female comedian on this pod. we We love the funny ladies. That is it for this week. Thanks for joining us and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Big Girls Gone Wild wherever you get your podcasts like iTunes or Spotify. We'd love it if you leave us a comment or a question and don't forget to rate the pod. Thanks for listening. Stay Stay wild, wild, y'all.